Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we do. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Amen. Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 1. Since then, you know, we started from, from 50 ago on Colossians 3, so on Colossians, so right now we're chapter 3, okay, so let's with us, okay? If you missed the last um, Wednesdays, you know, past Wednesdays, go online, you know, go to our website or the podcast, you know, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, check for the search, search for this new church, subscribe, and you'll see. You will see um, our previous sermons, okay? Listen to them. The Word of God is faithful. The Word of God is faithful. Glory to God. Awesome. We have, we have several testimonies. Thank you, Lord. So thank you for your word. Thank you. Thank you. We are grateful, Lord. Thank you, thank you for testimonies. Glory to God. Whoosh! So, verse 1. Since then, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear within in glory. Now, Paul starts chapter 3 from where he stopped in verse 2. Now, in verse 2 from 16, in verse 2 from 16, glory to God, whoosh! In verse 2 from 16, he told them, Therefore, not let anyone judge you by what you eat, by what you drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. He says, these are a shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Take verse 18, chapter 2. Not that anyone who delights in a false humility and the worship of angels qualify you. Please help me. Take, take your Bible and, and follow so you can see what we are doing, okay? Take your Bible and follow, okay? He says, okay, such a person also goes into great detail about what they are seen. They are puffed up with their idle notions by their unspiritual mind. 19. They have lost connection with the earth from whom the whole body supported and held together by the and seniors grows as God causes to grow. 20. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual force of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, 
do you submit to his rules? 21. Do not undo. Do not taste. Do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined specially to use are based on merely human commands and teachings. 23. Such regulation indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body. Their harsh treatment of the body. But they lack any value in restraining, in restraining sensual indulgence. So look at this. So he says, um, these guys, you know, um, they come with interesting rules that appear spiritual. They appear pious. They appear meaningful. So things like him, um, don't eat this, don't eat that. So, so some will say, you know, some are vegan, some are vegetarian, and for them, it's, it's religious. It goes beyond just healthy eating or whatever. For them, you know, it's an act of holiness. So they say, don't eat pork, don't eat beef, uh, eat fish, don't eat meat, eat, eat meat, don't eat fish, you know. And to some of them, these this are, for them, religious worship. Now, we will see these things in some, in some supposedly Christian um, ministries. Help me. You know, funny rules. Like in this church, we don't eat meat. Funny things, okay? You know, so he's saying these things are elemental, elemental spiritual principles. That is, they are base things, okay? Don't, that, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't count for piety, faith, justification. They don't, they don't count for any of those things, okay? Okay, so those laws of eating and cleaning, they are not a basis for faith and justification. It says they also have false humility, you know, this false humility, you know, this, they try to appear, they appear humble, they appear, you know, everything just looking like it is, is, um, is, is, um, is mechanic, you know, you know, what, worship, worship, worship angels, you know, it sounds, they, they appear like it makes sense, okay, but, they are contrary to scripture. So they say that they have special encounters, you know, that they saw an angel, you know, they saw this, they saw that. And the things they see, they keep going on and on and on about them seeing things. But when they, when they say this, this is not appear, you know, biblical. They, they keep on seeing things that don't agree with scripture. So what do we do? We are to judge everything by the word. Do not let anybody not let anybody intimidate you by appearing spiritual. Okay? They appear deep, you know, they have deep revelation. Deep. You know, everything is deep. You know, is um gengen. You know, everything just look it's just you know it says don't let anybody intimidate you with this false spirituality going on and on and on about things they see. And those things don't align with scripture. What do you do? You judge revelations by the word and by the fruit of character in a so-called spiritual person. Okay? So, they say, don't eat this, don't touch that, don't handle this, okay? They, they, they mark certain food out as unclean and defiling. Those things are not according to Christ. And some people go as far as treating their body harshly, you know, self-imposed worship, false humility, and harsh treatment of the body. So, they, they put their body under you know, unusual um, strain. They maltreat the body. You know, they put the body up, now, all sorts of funny, rigorous 
activities as a service to God in quotes or a way to live holy. Some people starve for days, you know, thinking they can starve out sexual indulgence. See, we have not learned those things from Christ. You know, yeah. So, even though these things look wise and pious, Paul says they have no value in restraining sensual indulgence. See, you can fast for 20 years, okay? Fasting on its own does not solve sensual indulgence. So, you can fast, you are, you are, you are so weak, you can't even sin because you are, too, you are even too weak to sin, okay? Fine. Now, what happens when you go back to eating and strength comes back? So, I'm not saying that there's no value in fasting, but I'm saying that it is not the lack of food itself that restrains the body. Do we understand? So, these things appear spiritual. They appear deep. They appear wise and all that, but we have not learned those things from Christ. And they have no value in restraining sensual indulgence. So it's why Paul now told them in chapter 3, okay, that to practice Christian living and restrain sexual indulgence, what do you do? Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. See your old self as dead. And your new life as being in Christ. Have a clear revelation of who you are in Christ and what He has done to give you victory over sin. Do you understand? See yourself, see what God has done in Christ for you. Okay? The clearer you understand the finished work of Christ, the more you understand your ability in Christ. To live above sin. The cure, you know, for sinful living, you know, is number one, be saved. Number two, begin to understand, you know, what it means to be saved. When you understand truly that in, 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 in truth, your old man died to sin. Your new man is, is by nature righteous. And by nature does righteous things. When you understand much more that in Christ, sin has no power over you. The more you understand it, the stronger you live above sin. The more you really know the grace of God, the stronger you are in your resolve above in your sin. Romans 8, 1-4. Romans 8, 1-4. Romans 8, 1-4. If you are there, say Amen. Romans 8, one to four. It's not funny that Bible says these things sort of this many years ago, and people are doing it now, even in 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 the community. That people that call themselves Christians still practice these things that we saw in the Bible long ago as futile. So how do people still practice these same things that we've known from Scripture that was written many years ago? How do people still do it? You know. We humans are so interesting. Glory to God. Verse 8. Romans 8 verse 1. It says, there is def- Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit 
who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Look at that. The law of the spirit that gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You have been set free. Look at that. Free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. For what the law was finally to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in likeness of flesh, likeness of sinful flesh, to be for you a sinful offering. Okay. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. He made powerless sin in the flesh. Look at that. So he has for you made powerless. He has condemned this armed, overpowered sin in the flesh. Therefore, in order that the requirement of the law might be fully met in us who not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So, Christ has set us free from the love of sin and death. So, if I now begin to, you know, walk in the Spirit, what does that mean? Yielding myself to God's Word, doing what He says, because I have been set free, I have the ability to live right. I have the ability to obey the word. Why? I have been set free from the law of sin and death. It means this. It means this. You know, God will not tell you to do what you are not party to do. So because he has set you free from the law of sin and death, he has empowered you to live righteously. So you can you are now empowered to every day get to the spirit. Okay? To live according to to the spirit. Do we understand? Do we understand? Amen. Look at that. Okay? Secondly, now, put off old habits. Back to, back to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, from verse 5. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which, 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 which are idolatry. Now look at this. He's saying this. You are a new man now. Look at this. Verse 3 says, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So your old nature died. Your old nature died. So now ask, okay, if my old nature died, why is it then telling me now to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to my, to my, to my earthly nature? Please follow me. There's what God has done in Christ for some we got saved. There's also what we do, you know, in reference to what Christ has done. So, now, don't forget that man is a triune being. Man is a what? A spirit. Man has a soul and lives in a body. Follow me. So, I'll explain that. Man is a what? A spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. Okay? So, we became saved in the spirit. Our old nature died. We have a brand new nature. Right? Awesome. Now, but our soul and bodies, they're not brand new. So, even though the old nature of sin has died in the spiritual part, we have a brand new spirit. Now, that soul is still yet, you know, it's not renewed. We have to now in the soul and in the body 
put to death sinful deeds. Do you understand? So you know that, for example, I said before, now man is trying being. You know, when you, when you go to First Thessalonians 5 and 3, First Thessalonians 5 and 3, First Thessalonians 5 and 3, let's go there. First Thessalonians 5 and 3. Amen. 5.23 Are we following me? Is it making sense? It says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you true and true. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see that man is spirit, soul, and body. Now we know from Genesis 1, 28, that God said, we're going to make man. Let us make man in our own image. Awesome. So man is the image of God. I know from John 4, 23, 24, that God is spirit. So God is spirit. Man being in God's image must compulsorily also be spirit. So the real us is spirit. Clear enough? Clear enough. Now, when we go to John 3, verse 3, Christ has a question with Nicodemus. Verse 3 says, Just replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Verse 4. How can some be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into the mother's womb to be born. Verse 5. Just, just answer them. Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Water, the word, and the spirit. Verse 5, verse 6. Flesh gives birth to, fit, to, to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not suppress that my saying that you must be born again. So we see that the part that is actually born again is the spirit. Are you following me? The born again part of us is the spirit. So at that level, we are made new in the spirit, born again, reborn, sinless, stainless, in the spirit. Okay? But the soul is not new. It is not made brand new. Why? You still have your memory. Now, when you got born again, you not only forget all this you've done before. No. You still have your memory. So you still have, you still have, you know, the memory to contain. You still have, you still have the things you have learned to do over time. So if, for example, you know, you study some bad things, some bad behavior from your culture, your upbringing, your environment, your, your, your movies, your practices, okay? Now, those things don't, 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 just, don't just finish even when you got saved. You have to put to death those things by renewing your mind. Do you understand? So, to put to death those sinful deeds means that first and foremost, you renew your mind with those words. Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans 12. Okay, so, if, for example, before you got saved, you spend a lot of time watching some kind of movies, those things don't vanish automatically. You have to spend time also filling your mind with God's word. Renew your mind to learn, the new, to learn a new culture, how things are done, how we behave in God's kingdom. Do you understand? Romans 12, this one. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Only and please not to God. This is your true and proper worship. So put to death this of the flesh. It means that you offer your body to Christ as a living sacrifice. Only and pleasing to God. God is saying he demands that you live only in your body. Don't just say, hey, I'm spirit, I'm born again in spirit, and that's fine. No, you want it must show in the way you live your life. You must present your bodies to God a living sacrifice. Not your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You must present your bodies to God, not to lying, not to bad behavior, not to evil deeds, No, present your bodies to God. Okay, let your you serve God with with holiness in your body. God desires that you live holy. Yes, you are holy. He wants to see that holiness in your body. Do you understand? He says, this is your true and proper worship. So, not, not, not our singing fine songs, you know, or just playing in tongues. You have to live right. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, to the, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So he's saying that you cannot afford to be a believer that conforms to the pattern of this world. You talk like them, act like them, like what they like. You know, you just flow, you just blend with them. You know, when it's even, you can't even tell you are saved. Okay, you have conformed. You say, no, you cannot be conformed. You cannot, cannot conform to the pattern of this world. Okay, be transformed. How? Look at that. By the renewing of your mind. So, saved by God in your spirit. Your job, renew your mind, present your body. God will not help you renew your mind. Again, God will not help you renew your mind. That, that's your job to do. Again, your job is to renew your mind with God's word. So you can test, so you can begin to understand what God's will is. You just know what is going to go. The more you study God's word, the more you understand God's nature and things pleasing unto him. The more you know God, the more it must show in your character. Good character. Christian conduct is compulsory. Christian conduct. They will talk. They will ask. It is compulsory. There is no grace that permits sin. There is no grace that permits sin. To live in sin and seek other grace is an insult to grace. Yes, sir. To enjoy sinful living. To 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 to, to deliberately do stupid things. Even when God tells you in your, your spirit man, don't and not deliberately go and get to it and say because you are saved, you are you are grace, you are insulting the spirit of grace. That must not be your case. Okay? Do not trivialize God's grace. Never make grace an excuse for bad behavior. Do you understand? Exactly. Okay? So from some of the from God that are saying that ah, God forgive me, forgive you, and still go and do 
or say that thing. Imagine that. They will say, God, and still say that thing. Do not be a mocker. Don't mock the spirit of grace. Okay, so present your body. So some things like say things like as though you know everything in the believer's life is God's work. See, any faith that makes God solely solely um solely responsible for your outcome is a the faith that is responsible. Again, any faith that makes God solely responsible for your outcomes is not responsible faith. Any faith that says you know God is fully Responsible for your outcomes is an irresponsible faith. To live, you know, in that outcome is a, is a partnership of God and man. God will make His grace available. You must yield to the grace. Do you understand? Any faith that says God will do everything and I will do nothing is fake faith. Faith that, faith that, 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 that is irresponsible. Real faith will know that God will do his part and also bring in his own path. So, God's path, he saved you. He gave you spirit. Your own path, renew your mind and submit your bodies to God. Yield to God's direction. When he says stop, stop. Don't try and see what will happen. Do you understand? So, as you go spiritually, you know, it's important for you to practice yielding more and more to the spirit. You know, when you have a toddler, when you say, come, they want to go. That's a chat for you. Come. No, don't you go and see what will happen if they go. Don't touch this. Don't you go and see what will happen if they touch it, okay? They are, they are stupidly curious. That must not be your case. Grow up. Stop trying things that will, that will, that will enjoy you. God says, don't. Leave that boy. You say, no, you're not leaving. You love him. You're not leaving. You love him. You go there and get your hand burnt. God says, no, not that girl. You say, no, uh, that girl goes on the You will go now and burn your fingers. Okay? So practice yielding to God's spirit. God, no, yield, hear God, yield to his spirit. Stop trying to solve the apple. Give my point here. If you move faster than God, you will get your hands burnt. If you go for that, the way God sends you, you get into trouble. Okay? To enjoy God's best for your life. Yield to God's spirit. Don't form a sabi. Commit your ways to God and He will direct your path. Commit your ways to God and He will direct your path. Again, commit your ways to God. Let Him direct your path. Don't let Vasabi prosperity wound you. No, I tell the child. Don't go there. Don't jump. And you, 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 you will help him not, 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 to, not to jump and, and enjoy himself. And he's crying, leave me alone. You are trying to help him not, not to kill himself. But he's fighting against him. He's crying. Don't be like that. God is trying to say to help you. Stop crying about it. Do you understand? God's rules is lost after protection. Not to kill your swag. Not to kill your swag or your ginger. It, it is not to make you vibeless. Okay? It is to protect you. God's love are for your protection. Some might see a boy and think they've seen the best man ever. But you know in your heart of heart that this man is not God's way for you. But because you know you think you know more than God, you want to go and try it out. Later, think God's bonds. That will not be your case in your system, okay? Please learn. Let us practice 
yielding to God's Spirit. Okay? Okay? So, to get the best of God, it is two parts. There's a part of what God will do and a part of what man will do. Real faith partners with God does not make God so responsible for, for, for our outcomes. Okay? Faith without works is dead faith. Awesome. So, learn a new culture from God's word and yield to his spirit. Amen. Amen. Going further. So, verse 7 says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. So, he's saying that there's a way you lived before. There were things you did in the past that made sense in those days. When you were a guy, man, you know, a guy, woman, whatever that means. <laughs> okay? But those things made sense then. Right now, they don't fit your new nature. Draw a line between your past and your current life. Draw a line. Stop sidestepping your human life. Stop. Don't be that dog that goes back with its own vomit. You are royalty. Let old flames be old flames. Do not awaken old flames. Don't awaken old behaviors. Draw a line between your past and current life. You are called to holiness. Okay? You are called to holiness. You are called to a high standard of, of, of moral ethics. Do you understand? You are called to a high standard. Yes, others may do it and it's fine for them. It's not fine for you. They lie small, you know, they lie a little. For you, you don't, you don't lie a little. It is not part of new creation in Christ. Verse 9 says, Do not lie to one another, since you have taken, taken off your old self practices. Look at it. So, in this faith, in, in this family, we don't lie. Not even small lies. Don't get used to your old nature's behavior. Put on the new man. Verse 10 says, And you have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of his creator. So, put on the new man. Act like the new man. Study God's word so that you are being renewed in knowledge after God. Yes, be more godly in your behavior. Desire to be, to, be, to be better and better. Desire maturity, perfection. Let there be a cry in our hearts to actually get better in our behavior. Don't just be okay with, you know, people, people pray for growth, growth in the spiritual gifts. Are you also, also desiring growth in your, in your character? Or you want the spiritual gifts growth? Okay? Cultivate also. Desire growth in your character. Why he says, be holy, even as the Lord your God is holy. Be holy in your conversations. God wants us to mature. Mature. In Christian conduct. Do you understand? So he goes on to describe the Christian attitude. Verse 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, look at that, so sweet. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Okay, look at this. Not what we say to our children, you know, remember the son of who you are. 
Remember where you, where you come from. Remember the kind of family you belong to. What I want to tell kids, you know, you are royalty, behave like royalty. You are an irony, behave like one. Do you understand? So also, God is saying, as my chosen people, you come from royalty. You come from, from prestige. You come from a high class of, class of, of living. Since you are chosen, only and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. Act like us. This is where we are in the family. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you are against somebody. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. You know, you know in the OT, they told them in the OT, forgive others so that God can forgive you. But in the, in the, in the, in the, that's the Testament. Now, in the covenant, we forgive because we are forgiven. We forgive because we are forgiving people. Okay? So, we forgive because we are forgiving people. Okay? So, you know, that's important that I remember that. But 14 says, and over all these virtues, put on love. We bind them all together in perfect unity. Put on love. We bind them all together in perfect unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Since you have another one body, you have been called to peace and be thankful. So it says also in the family, we are, you know, compassionate, we are kind, we are humble, we are gentle, we are patient, you know, we forgive each other, we help each other, we bear each other, bear each other you know, help each other up. Okay? Since we are also thankful, since we are peaceful, yeah, we are peaceful, we live at peace, and we are thankful. Practice being thankful to God and to people. Don't be a constant ranter. Don't just complain, 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 every day complain. No. Be thankful to God. Be thankful to people. Show appreciation. Even when people do their jobs, still thank them for doing their jobs. We are people of, of grace. We are gracious. So be thankful to people and to God. Don't be a constant complainer. Oh, commander, that's not your portion. Okay? That's important. So he says in verse 16, let message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach uh, and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude now as Okay? So he says also that one way to fill you know, our minds with the word is with the songs we sing. That our songs should say it. That our songs, you know, should 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 put let God's word dwell in us richly, as we as one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns. Look at that. So he's saying our songs should number one says singing to God, gratitude in our hearts. So our songs should worship God. Our songs should thank God, right? They should also reaffirm the truth of God's word in us, what God has done for us. This means that look at this, look at this. So. You are believing God for spiritual growth. You are, you are studying the Bible. You sing good songs. It means that when you now decide step to sing stupid songs, you are what? You are on affirming the truth of God's word. The songs you sing must be in line with your new nature. Now, I, you can sing normal secular good songs that have good lyrics. I think so. I think you can. But you cannot, you cannot make, allow yourself to listen to 
and to sing songs that are correct in the Christ. Songs that not that are sinful, that validate wrong wrong behavior. You know, if you are doing that, you are not you, you are being inconsistent in your diet. So it's like saying you are eating good food today, tomorrow, junk and poison. You cannot be really healthy that way. So practice singing the right songs. So our songs number one, worship God. Reaffirm who we are in Christ. We reaffirm Bible truths of what God has done for us in Christ. Okay? This is how you listen to Christ's word in you richly. And our thought is also get us filled with the Spirit. That's Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. But our song should also, you know, have to sing, we should get filled. So, Christian, Christian worship should, number one, worship God. Number two, remind you of God's word. Okay, number three, get you filled with the Spirit. Amen. Are we following? What's everything? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father to Okay? So, in all things, live your life as a life of service to God, whatever you do, at work, at play, in your marriage, in relationships, among friends, online, offline, whatever, in your sleep, whatever you do, do all as an act of worship to God, representing His name for our world. Okay? In all you do. Our our, our, our conduct is not for short performance, but to show God's love and and, 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 and and his new nature, you know, the 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 benefits, the, the graciousness of the nature of, of new creation to our world. Why it says in Colossians after that verse three, why it says wives, some of your husband, you know, of all of your wives, children of your parents. We were just saying this, it's a simple thing that okay, that practice all what I have taught you. Practice this at home. Let it show in your home. Wives, submission, husband, love. Children obey parents, okay? Um, fathers, don't, don't be born to judge your children. Slaves obey master. This is points, okay? Workers, obey your, obey your bosses. His point is that, you know, do everything as unto the Lord, as a service to God. How you do everything is a service to God. 24 says, since you know that you receive a letter from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ, you are serving. When you when you husband, you are serving Christ. When you when you love your wife, you are loving Christ. When you obey your prayers in the Lord, you are being Christ. When when you treat your children well, you are treating Christ well. Do everything to the Lord. Okay. So if I says, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. So God is going to judge. You understand? God takes. Our behavior, Christian conduct, are very important. Christian conduct is important to God. I must do all we can to shape up, shape up, use God's spirit. Now, the more you spend time in prayer and in study, the, the, the stronger you get in your, in your spirit to, to, to overshadow fleshly deeds. Spend time renew your spirit, your mind with, God, with God's word and pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay? Spend time with God in prayer. This makes you stronger to say no to the dictate of sin. You can't be too busy to study and pray. If I'm saying, I'm too busy using my axe, I catch up my axe. That is fully. Okay? So practice, you know, these things. Grow in Christian conduct. Grow in Christian conduct.
Thank you, Lord. Are we blessed? Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.